Welcome to the Government Technology Insider Podcast Series. I'm your host, Matt Langan. Zero Trust Architecture is a cybersecurity policy that assumes no implicit trust is granted to any users on the network. And zero trust must be intrinsic throughout the entire enterprise's IT environment. And a new development to the architecture is the multi-domain approach. This policy sets the standard for how users on the network should be handled by creating a single source of truth. This is where all the legacy and independent policy control points that were traditionally spread out through different environments are collated into a central pane of glass. And today we're speaking with Jeff Fawcett, who is a principal architect at CTG Federal. More about this topic. And Jeff, how are you doing today? Hey, Matt, I'm great. How are you? All right, Jeff, well, let's kick it off. If you don't mind, can you share what key points our readers need to know about multi-domain approach to zero trust architecture? Sure, Matt. Well, thanks for the opportunity to explain. You know, this topic's easy to complicate. It is complex, and sometimes it helps to look at the history. There's, you know, a current new vigorous push towards rapidly modernizing federal IT environments and ultimately lays the groundwork for producing transformational federal memos, you know, oversight like EO 14028, OMB Zero Trust Strategy, and, you know, the overall mandates for rapid IT modernization. I guess the difference is this time it seems like the proof of performance schedules are a lot more rigorous. NIST 800-207 says zero trust assumes there's no implicit trust granted to assets, user accounts based solely on their physical or network location. So, you know, in summary, police everything, abstract from the underlying network infrastructure, institute a unified security posture to execute the policing. We all know this is a tectonic shift in the industry as a whole, but it's a much needed one. I'd go so far as to say that it's absolutely critical to our national security. Zero Trust focuses really on implementing what cohesive, intrinsic security postures throughout the whole of the enterprise, regardless of the domain. You know, it could be data center, campus, OTICS, cloud, remote access. We need to be able to push unified security policy across all those domains. So the time for IT transformations here, it's backed by significant funding, high level of visibility, and this was accelerated even further by, you know, some of the highest profile cyber compromises in U.S. federal history. We saw CISA putting out emergency directives like 2101, you know, major exposures. We explored this very early on at CTG, actually. We saw the urgency right around the time of covid lockdowns and developed a cohesive framework that we called the IT Manhattan Project. And I developed the framework because it was clearer than ever that modernization and digital transformation strategies overall had to not only be planned, it's imperative that this transformation strategy be executed on quickly, efficiently. It was clear that all this had to happen right away. You know, there's a quote that I like to reference. It goes something like this. It says, when digital transformation's done right, it's like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. But when done wrong, all you really have is a fast caterpillar. And, and now, you know, due to the way the budgets work throughout government, there's, of course, often a rush to procure modernized infrastructure, hardware, while the funding's there. But unfortunately, planning out a modernized architectural approaches for this, it's often pushed down the road. You know, to be figured out after the fact that the new gear starts to land on the docks. And, you know, as we often see from this type of strategy, I guess the common response is, you know, there's no time and not enough staffing too great a complexity, you know, to modernize. 
we'll do that later. But for now, let's just try to migrate over to, you know, using our legacy code configuration, homegrown integrations, and, you know, probably a 20-year-old IT process fortifying it. So the biggest problem we commonly see has to do with the structure and administrative process. The teams that manage each of these environments tend to be really siloed, and there's a long history of politics between them. Often there's, a, there's also a lack of real enterprise architecture that, that actually has teeth to it, and sometimes that urgency of implementing those executive orders and memos we talked about get uh, bogged down in bureaucracy. So in dealing with these different domains, different teams that manage them and different manufacturers, right, representing each domain, policy was normally developed and forced down into individual silos. In short, there wasn't cohesion. And so it was difficult not only to manage, but to manage policy and, you know, undergo audits and stuff like that. And even the thought of developing automation between those environments to justify and the unity between them, it triggered, let's just say, a panic, right? And that's what makes multi-domain different. Multi-domain's a robust strategy that stitches together these vastly unique technical domains by way of the unified policy. You know, those environments have controllers, orchestrators. They may have different manufacturers, but they each speak um, common integration language in order to communicate with our policy engines and and ultimately execute the demands of those policies down into their respective domains. All right. Awesome. Well, great. Appreciate those insights. So let's talk about the benefits. If you don't mind, can you explain the benefits of creating what we're calling this central pane of glass for policies with this multi-domain approach? Sure. So kind of going back to the previous question, this is what makes multi-domain different. It's a robust strategy, right, to stitch together these vastly unique technical domains with that unified policy. But, you know, along with this unified policy approach, the benefit to the agency is so, so powerful. Having a central place to manage and control allows for a drastic positive shift in IT ops as a whole. Think of it, right? If you have a common point of pre-existing integration between all these different domains and OEMs, can start to stitch together traffic end-to-end. The possibilities are literally endless. So we like to view it in our IT Manhattan projects, laser focus on deploying the correct modern architecture, but also deploying it rapidly and setting up standard templates for day zero and day in zero touch and RMAs. It also sets us up for easily delivered, what we call sensical automation tasks that can be deployed end-to-end. We look at uh, rollout in ways that expedite that time to value, time to impact for the agency and its business overall. We start by establishing that visibility. You know, we gather all that streaming telemetry data and compile it into, you know, common high fidelity languages. And then we can take that data and start building a complete picture end to end across the enterprise. And with that data, we can start subjecting it to, you know, analytics, things like AI, ML engines to start getting that end-to-end assurance data back, right, and start seeing historical metrics and reporting. We can turn back time even to see reasons for outages and take advantage of those analytics to start crunching the data for predictability. We can accomplish it because we've achieved that holy grail of end-to-end monitoring, you know, not just that basic IT ops metric, but performance, security metrics, and 
you know, in that design phase, we can map out that whole hierarchy and start applying specific policy, like sub-variables, I guess I'd say, to each domain. And there may be different programmatic functions within a domain that require, let's say, like secure segmentation at a macro or even a micro level. So we define this. And, you know, lastly, with those templates comes compliance standards, things like golden image, day zero and day end templates, you know, templates where we don't necessarily need to burn like brain cycles of engineers on menial tasks like configure, you know, original day zero configuration of the new infrastructure It can be bootstrapped, upgraded, standardized. You know, the power, like I said, is endless. And lastly, that's sensical automation where we can start decreasing operating expenditures by, like I said, automating the remediation of both tier one and tier two, frankly. So again, the value is endless. All right. Excellent. Yeah, great insights there. And also, if you don't mind, can you share any use cases of this? Sure. I mean, you know, we've gone through a lot of reasons, the structure, the capabilities, and like I covered, the operational capabilities are vast, right? Deployment, troubleshooting for, you know, reason for outage reports, predictive analytics for the future. And past that, as I mentioned, that sensical automation is so powerful, you know, based on, like we said, alerting triggers, we can incorporate really start to incorporate the day two ops to reduce operating expenditures. So imagine that when you hire a new engineer, they have to sit with, you know, at least one of your other engineers and pretty much learn the environment from scratch, right? They learn the process that your staff commonly use to resolve common issues. Your staff will say, okay, if you see this alert first, you know, log into this device and show the problematic interface or you know, it shows a certain status, take this configuration action. And then next, you might need to log into this other device and check that service. And if the service is down, execute these commands to bounce it and make sure you log all your steps in our ITSM ticketing system. You know, things like that, they're common tasks, right? There's a common chain of events that our engineers use to execute those troubles. And they do it on a daily basis. As you can see, they can be put into a runbook that simply executes those steps and logs the steps taken, low-level, low-impact steps, and you know, leaving the higher-level tasks for our engineering folks. And I guess another situation might be an agency that has a new program coming along, right? And it's coming online requiring its own macro, micro-segmented resources. So your engineers have done this many times. And thus have a common process they normally simply take to prep the underlying infrastructure, right? Things like configuration and remedial tasks where the low-hanging fruit can be triggered and a high percentage of these normal trouble issues can be knocked out without much effort from your engineering staff. And there it is, instant drastic OPEX reduction. It's powerful. All right, great, Jeff. We'll appreciate you sharing your insights with us today. Before we sign off, any final thoughts to share with us? Sure. (laughs) That's tough. Such a big topic. But I guess if I have any final thoughts, it'll be this. The enterprise is complex, but as we address it in our IT Manhattan Project framework at CTG, you know, in some of our Lightboard videos, et cetera, there's a method to the madness. You know, there's a way to accomplish this, like to realistically accomplish this Uh, method to the madness, if you will. There's ways to begin addressing things in ways that, you know, deliver maximum value rather quickly. So, you know, don't swing for the fences while stalling, you know, 
Start implementing a strategy that you can develop those quick wins. You know, execute a proven architectural approach and get that executive buy-in and then go. The multi-domain approach to zero trust is, uh, frankly, it's the real zero trust, as I call it. And why? Because it touches every level of each domain in the enterprise. It delivers that programmability and the centralized, you know, ease of management, central pane of glass that's unparalleled. So thanks, Matt, for the opportunity. And as you can see, we're so excited about the possibilities here. Multi-domain is, like I said, unparalleled, and it's powerful, and it's possible. And we sincerely believe in the approach and framework that we've developed. And we're excited to see agencies start to take advantage of it as we all work together to continue fortifying our national security. So thanks so much, and I appreciate it. Awesome. And this concludes this Government Technology Insider podcast interview with Jeff Fawcett, who's a principal architect at CTG Federal, who, as you heard, was kind enough to share his insights around the multi-domain approach around zero trust architectures. And Jeff, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it.